Okay, everyone, welcome back to the Long Gang Kiwis. This time round, then, if I'm on the clock, I'll draw a cock wong. It's not with us. Alright, but down here, we have Jerry. I'm O. Yes, no, I don't know, Theo. Uh, we have Angie. Drinking beer makes me queer, Neo. Fuck you, John! And I'm John Wang. Welcome back to Long Gang Kiwis, everyone. So... This week, we are talking about something that is uh, near and dear to all our hearts as Singaporeans. Yes, it's the HDB. I guess just to jump, o- jump off a little bit, we the, the reason why I want to talk about this is just so that I want to know what the government's plans for the futures are. As in, what happens at the end of the 99-year lease. But of course, before we before we dive straight into that, they'll, they'll, we will give like some history on, and some of the... The na- like the specific nature of what HDB does, as in the the housing board or the step board. So yes, does anybody want to want to kick it off with with the with the history? I think Angie, you wanted to say something. Yeah. So basically, as we all know, right, uh, HDB is kind of a statutory board under the Ministry of Development, and how it came about is because you know back in the past, like in the sixties, we had a lot of squatter houses and a lot of slums, and people were just living in atap houses that were very, very flammable. So if you think about the Bukit Ho Swee fire, right? Mm. That's basic. I think that was one of the things that kind of jump started the whole, like, okay, let's get them into buildings that don't burn, mm. kind of thing. Let's talk. Let's not talk about the conspiracy behind that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is there a conspiracy theory? I do not. I did not know about that. Uh, let's talk about it, please. No, no, no. Let's not. <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, so the government has been building houses, uh, public housing for Singaporeans since the 60s. And I think, if I'm not wrong, about 80 plus percent of us uh, Singaporeans actually live in HDB housing today. So most of us, for good or worse, we are we are all, you know, in public housing. I think there's about housing, uh. 1 million HDB units so far, like uh, as of 2018, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. probably on the upward trajectory as well like we're gonna have probably a lot more in the future yeah, even the even the expanding size of our population mm-hmm. so yeah it's the the whole thing is just gonna get uh, even crazier for sure it's gonna be be there's gonna be more HDB flats they are gonna clear out um, Pai Leba Air Base uh, in the future the whole area is gonna be turned into uh, HDB estate and um, the upwards of 300,000 flats, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, so definitely, you know, we're going to have more flats. Uh, I think, um, shit, what's the, uh, what's the minister's name? Uh, the Kobun one. Ah, Kobun one, yeah. So, so uh, the minister... Is it Kobun one? Yeah, Minister Kaur so. has said that, you know, they're going to continue building flats for a while until sometime this year or next year, 2018 or 2019. Then they're going to slow down because they feel that they have built enough flats for now. Actually, what was really interesting, right? So I didn't know this before I uh, did a bit of like last minute research about the HDB, but apparently, like they wanted to build like low cost housing units, and that was meant for rental by people of the low income group, you know. So it wasn't actually like a home ownership kind of thing at first. It was really like getting people out of slums, uh, making sure that they can utilize the public lands as well as they could, because you know you can squeeze a lot more people into a smaller footprint in a high-rise building than you can do with slums and you know given how land tight we are in Singapore it makes a lot of sense the housing scheme right like the home ownership scheme didn't come in until a little bit later to help uh, these low-income people buy instead of renting their flats but the funny thing is right that if you look at most government housing programs in the world generally speaking you're looking at 
uh, rental for these people. Mm, yeah. Right. There, there's Correct. actually very few uh, government programs in the world that allow, like, specifically allows for ownership. And certainly nothing like our model, I think, has been tried before where so many of us have quote-unquote ownership of the flats. I think the one good thing about home ownership, right, like, uh, I've, I have been to, like, areas in other parts of the world where there are public housing. And for them, right, public housing is nowhere near as luxurious as ours, you know, because in a lot of public housing houses, uh, okay, let's just be, you know, very real about this. It's meant for people of the low income, people who don't have enough money and they are paying very subsidized rates. And when that happens, you know, uh, sometimes it, it becomes a little bit of a ghetto where you've got a lot of drug users, a lot of, um, criminals and people don't take care of the property because it's not their own so they have no stake in it and then you know when the property degrades it kind of fucks up the entire area basically because you know uh, if your house is next to say a rental building you know that brings down the prices so like in a way i think the home ownership scheme right is a good thing in this kind of way because if you think about it right like when there are one or two room uh hdbs the rental ones, right, that that are going to be built next to, say, like an already established group of flats. People are always, like, complaining about it. It's actually, that's actually my experience because my, uh, ours is the opposite. Ours is, uh, we have one or two room rentals right Mm. next to brand new BTOs that I moved in. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, there are always a lot of people complaining about certain things, but as far as I'm concerned, it's not that bad. Uh, Mm. I think generally... The stigma is worse than the reality. Uh, okay. In Singapore, I think it's not that bad because yeah. we, we regulate very heavily on drugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but overseas, I, when, you know, I was in some sort of like these areas, I felt really unsafe. And I, you know, you can see needles and syringes mm-hmm. like everywhere. And I was like, okay, shit, I must make sure I wear like very thick-soled shoes <laughs> when I walk around, you know, because I don't want to get like pricked by a needle, you know? Do you think that the this whole ownership thing, right, which is quite unique in terms of like the public housing mm. scheme, is it something to do like very cultural? Because I've spoken to a few, especially Chinese. Yeah, we uh, like to own things. So um, I spoke to my wife who is from China about this topic, and for her, right, like imme- like her immediate reaction is, "Oh, HDB is a good thing because we get to own the house." Coming from a place in China where if you don't own a house, you don't get married. Like, that's the... Mm. That's, like, the fundamental core of their culture. This this whole thing with regards to ownership, right? I, I don't know. Do you guys feel like it's, like, super cultural, super ingrained in us? I would say yes compared to the West. Um, mm. Because in the West, they are very okay with paying rent and paying, you know, a lot of money every month uh, just to have a place to live. They feel like it's a good trade-off. Or not having to mortgage your your entire lives and future. <laughs> I think you know? in the West also is more prevalent that the youngsters don't mind rooming. Like mm, for yeah. example, if I were to move out from my family, right, uh, I'm not going to move in with a bunch of strangers. Yeah. I probably will choose to move in with people I you know, have, know, have some yeah. acquaintance with, so that at least if arguments break out, I know, you know, whether, I, I already know their pattern, I already know their quan. So are they going to eat all the yeah, food in Yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> or are they going to wash the dishes and shit? If you're telling me uh, in Singapore, would I move into, uh, I'm, I'm not that westernized. I, you know, I've done it as a student overseas. Yeah, I, I mean, don't really not, want it. It's not just that, like, it's also the prices of housing, right? As compared to 
uh, or rental mm. as compared to your income. Mm. So, for example, when I was married for a very, very brief period of time, we, uh, we were actually renting a small, very small studio apartment. And back then, during the, those years, right, like it, it was a very hot property period and rentals was insanely expensive. So every month I was paying like two point something K a month. Just for your part. Just to live somewhere. Mm. And, you know, like, Compared to how much I was earning, you know, that that's a really heavy outflow of cash every month, you know, mm. and you don't get anything back yeah, at yeah. the end of it. Like, yeah. you sp- like so in a year, uh, like 2K times 12, it's like 24, 20, 28K, something like that, yeah. or more. My math is bad, but and I don't want to think about how much money it is. But think about it, you are spending so much money, almost 30K, let's say, and you don't have anything to show for the end of it. Right, right. Yeah. So... Now, I want to delve a little bit into the potential problems that I foresee in the future. Lah. So, with yeah, regards I mean, to... There's a lot of problems now, even. Yeah, but I think... I there's Regarding the 99-year lease thing, right? I don't think enough people have put enough thought into it. And that we are sort of resting on our laurels a little bit. Like, every, think, everybody that I've spoken to, right? Haven't reached a level of panic that I have. They they are very but optimistic think, about things. No right? wait, but do you think that the government has put enough thought about into this yet? Because I don't think that I they don't have think, also. I don't know? think they have. Like I, I mean, think I think they are really pushing the the can down to the next generation and letting like letting uh Chua Chun Sing go and settle this. Anybody but Chan Chun Sing, okay? Okay, so here's the nature of the problem, right? With regards to the 99 year lease thing, a lot of Singaporeans have this notion that, oh, you know, closer towards the end of the lease, I can, uh, the government will buy back the, the, the flat from me under the SERS, SERS program. SERS right. program, right? But Selective enhancement scheme. Yeah. So then, what the, what has been uncovered so far is that SERS only benefit about 4% mm. of the, of the entire, um, HDB, you know, scheme. And that's a very, very small number. And frankly speaking, right, the SERS program seems to be chosen at seemingly at random. La. I mean, there are some conspiracy theories about precisely what, what, what are they What kind of conspiracy for. theories? Like some of them were saying um, the number of flaws in the flat. Like huh? they want to get rid of the lower number of flaws. Oh, yeah. that and makes sense. Uh? Yeah, that sort of makes sense. Why is but, this a conspiracy theory? No, but because... It, because if the government were to release the data on how SERS was uh, chosen, then that group of flats, right, would, yeah. the prices will just skyrocket while mm, everybody else yeah. just like plummels, right? And then uh, you have this, to compound the problem, you have this group of Singaporeans who's like buying up old houses mm. in the hopes that it will be on block. And then the people who used to live in these old houses, they are so-called the elderly, you know, they bought their flats, mm. you know, 30, 40 years ago and now they are looking for someone to pick up the bill and for them to rest in retirement. So they are always very happy to sell off all these old houses as well. Okay, wait. Uh, my house recently just got unblocked. Yeah, for the second time. For the third time. Third time, okay. Yeah, so the second time it didn't go through because there were a lot of dirty, like, underhanded techniques that were used. And because my estate, right, there were quite a lot of elderly people who didn't know what was going on and they didn't understand English. So what happened was a lot of the agents or whatever, they went to knock on the doors, told them that, hey, you know, 80% of people already signed for this. And um, and then you, you have to sign this, you have to sign this now. And then so like a lot of old people, they didn't know what they were doing. They just signed that kind of stuff. 
And then when we found out what was happening, like a bunch of us uh, launched a, 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 what do you call it? A legal case Campaign. against... A lawsuit, right? Like a civil yeah, suit. Yeah, a civil suit against, um, I think, the I property think developer think it, or whatever. I think it's a class action, right? Or something I like that. I have no idea. Yeah. But, but there's people were like screaming and shouting at the AGMs. Like, it was really, really amazing. <laughs> like for me, when, I, when it happened when I was a kid. So I went there and I was like, why are all these people shouting so you know, like, so aggressively at each other. Like, my neighbours, you know, I was looking at my neighbours screaming at each other. And um, it was very sensitive because some people thought that the on-block went through and, uh, you know, bought other houses already. So, like, they were kind of fucked by the second attempt. Lah. But this attempt, it went through. And, you know, my family, personally, we are very against the on-block because we love the house, we love the environment, you know, our neighbours and all that. And the thing is, right, like, for people who oppose it, uh, there's nothing you can do basically once like 80% is reached. Uh, you know? I mean, you can kind and of... it's almost guaranteed to reach as well. Yeah, Even because that, you know, you have, you have this 99-year lease, you don't yeah. really have a choice. Mm. Okay, like just, the, the, whole, the whole thing, right? No, with the, this 99-year okay. lease so thing... So, what, what one of the things is, right? Like, okay, minus the sentimental reasons. Uh, if you think about it, right? Like, so, right now, we have about 500 families in the estate. Okay? And... After the redevelopment, right, there is going to be about 2,000 families. So, that's a fourfold increase, uh, basically. And if you think about it, the space is static. You cannot increase the space. So, what they're doing is they're making it smaller. But because they're paying each of us so much money, they have to get back their money, their investment somehow. So, when on-locks happen, right, what is happening is basically just you're paying a lot more money for a very small space, a, a much smaller space. Which was also part of the reason why we didn't want to move. Because with the money that they gave us, uh, there's not, no way you can buy back a same-sized apartment that's, you know... Well, unless you buy an older flat that is also probably the same amount of years left. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, yeah, that's the thing. La. So, yeah. a lot of my <laughs> neighbours are like downsizing to, I don't know, uh, condos that are like 1.3 mil. Mm. They are, you know, that kind of stuff. And I'm just like, <laughs> Jesus, fuck. But that's you crazy, know, like, yeah. that's, the, that's the crux of the problem, right? So you have this conundrum of okay, do I sell or do I hold? If you hold, then you first of all your neighbors won't hold. But assuming it does, then mm. you have to wonder what happens at the year, end of the ninety nine years. Let's not even talk about the end of the ninety nine years. Let's talk about whether the buildings can like last ninety nine years, lah. Okay, la, We we sort of grant that, lah. Because <laughs> HDBs they build their house quite okay. On just. How long does an average building last? Like it can last for many, many, hundreds, like hundreds, of, years. hundreds of years. Yeah, and, and furthermore, yeah. we don't um we don't experience like earthquakes, earthquakes and all and this. Stuff, yeah. yeah, So I think our the structural integrity should be fine. But up to now, right, there has been no model on how the government is going to deal with a flat right at the end of its lease. Nothing has happened. Nothing of that nature has happened yet, mm. and they haven't released any data, as far as I can tell, on what precisely will happen. So. It can it cannot be that the government buy back from you at the so called the market price, ma. Correct, no? It, it won't happen because yeah, you, happen, you, yeah. you already paid the nine the the money that you paid for the house is so called the ninety nine year lease that you're. That, mm. that means you pay three hundred fifty thousand for this flat, right? That's your ninety nine year lease, correct, right? Correct. And then so it it won't make sense for the government to buy it back from you. So does it just you know if like does your property just evaporate? Like the, do you just you know, do, like, does do think, men with guns just chase you out of your yeah. house? Like, I what? mean, no wait, but the thing is, the whole the whole so called home ownership, right? The ownership part of it. Do you even own it? Because essentially, it's just a ninety nine year rental, a lease. Uh, it's a of lease. This apartment. 
Yeah, precisely. Right? So it's, it's not an ownership. So if you think about it in that way, right? Like you can stay in there for 99 years. You can pass it on to your kids for you know for the next generation until the 99 years is up, and then that's it, lah. Right. Yeah, correct. But then what happens when you like with life expectancy expected to rise, correct? And then with a lot of people just you know buying the houses at a um, I, I, when they buy resale, right, they have like maybe six, like for, in mm-hmm. my case, for example, I have, uh, my house have maybe slightly less than 60 years or maybe just above 60 years. And then, so what happens when, you know, when I'm 80 plus years old, 90 years old, and I still have some expectancy left, mm-hmm. but then the house, the house just evaporates under my nose, right? And okay, so that aside, right? Okay, there, there is some, there's sort of some contingency that, uh, we all as a community can, can plan for. But what compounds the problem, in my opinion, right, is the SERS program mm. selectively benefiting, right, a very small percentage of the population. And then now you've got big problems down the road when you don't benefit the rest of the population. I don't mm. agree with that mm. because I think that, let's say, you've got a bunch of very big... Okay, what, is I think you don't, what is it that you don't I agree I don't agree with the fact that SERS is a problem because I think you should think of SERS as more like striking the lottery. <laughs> I don't think you should think of it as that will happen for sure. Because why should the government take back areas that are not beneficial for further de- redevelopment, correct? Then you have to ask yourself, uh, then why why do the people who get it right deserve that? Because you, they bought it in the correct right environment. No, okay. Yeah, I know, correct. So is you see uh, when you're talking about public money, right? Mm. And then furthermore, the government is buying back all this property with public money, correct? Yeah. It's not money that so called mm. they have earned. You're so-called using my money to go and buy back this. But this you don't don't forget that for the most part, when they buy it back, right? They usually demolish and then build more be- like houses. Yeah, right? I know, I know. That that makes that the are so-called subsidized yeah, for correct. the next generation. That makes the problem worse. You see, uh, f- that means right for those people who benefit from it, uh, those mm. blocks, right, got the double whammy as far as the government is concerned. So first of all, they got to buy back at market value. Mm. Then mm. they got to sell it at the subsidized value. Mm. Like in what world, right? Does, is this a sustainable model? It's not lah. So then what happens to the rest of us, right, who are not beneficiary of this model? So then why does my neighbor or why does NGU benefit? Okay, to be to be fair, my mom was also a beneficiary of SERS program. And I can mm. tell you, right, with the SERS, it's really a, a chance, right, for upwards mobility if you can capture yeah. it well. It becomes this conundrum, right, where so a very small percentage of the population benefits immensely. I mean, mm. it's, it's really... Mm. It's, it's really, life-changing. It's really selfish good, right? At the public's cost. And this benefits 4% of the household in Singapore. The rest of the 96%, right? Doesn't benefit at all. So then I tell you what, if this problem is not solved, right? Like, you, like Angie, you, your SERS program went through the second time and people were yelling at each other. I think you fucking... It's not SERS, it's on block. No, the on block. So mm-hmm. it's going to be the, it's going to be a fucking riot in the future, you know, if this, if this thing isn't, isn't resolved. Actually, I, I was going to put out a point as well. Uh, cause right now, SERS program basically is selectively, they are mm. taking away some of the flats, right? To, you know, I, I'm going to pay you this amount of money based on the value of the land, whatever, whatever. But, Let's fast forward a little bit and go to 99 years. Okay, so if the first block, if the first neighborhood of 99 year flats, right, mm. their lease has come to an end, it cannot be zero, right? It, it, is. it is. It is right. zero. I know, Supposedly it is zero. Saying, oh no, wait, you see, that's the thing. Nobody knows. Nobody yeah. knows is it zero or not. For now, the government is the saying, government is saying it's it zero. zero. Take it as zero. Take it as zero but for in, now. <laughs> in, in my opinion, okay, in my opinion, yeah. opinion 
okay, after 99 years, the lease is up. There, there has to be some remuneration. If not, uh, people will riot, like what you say. Yeah, but how? how no, but the thing it? is... So if, if, let's say, they do buy it back from you, mm. right, then it's just another sales program. You see? Mm. That means they're buying useless property from you that they have to demolish mm. and then build a new one. Mm. And then mm. HDB will still need to subsidize at the end of it. That makes it that makes the problem so much worse. You see? It it, it doesn't make sense, right? No matter how you cut it. Mm. And, and once you once you take into account there's this four percent of people who benefited immensely, right? By the way, SERS and on block is the same, I think. SERS, I think the E for in SERS is on block. So um I thought on block was private and SERS was public. I think you can unblock private as well, but anyway. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. By by the way, mine is a private property. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. So anyway, regardless, with a with with a very selective amount of people, right, that's benefiting from SERS, and then after that, the the end of the when you reach the ninety nine years, do you get any money back? Probably not. Then you have. Then what are you gonna do? What 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 is it that you are going to? What what okay. what, what what is what is the inhabitants right going to be left with okay wait, 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 okay let's just go back to the basic thing of what hdb was supposed to be which was providing low-cost housing for the general public correct so i feel that you know somewhere in from the 60s till now right somewhat something got fucked up somewhere you know because if you actually bought houses at the prices that were originally sold right let's say i don't know 30 40k uh for a what three room flat maybe um, don't quote me on the prices, uh, right? Uh, and yeah, it was something like that. Actually. Yeah, and, and they told you, okay, at the end of 99 years, right, we're going to take it back. And if you didn't fuck up your life, right, uh, and you bought the house at, say, like, maybe when you're 20 plus, when you're starting a family, supposedly you can kind of um, earn a lot of money on the way, uh, right? You're supposed to earn money, save money, and then maybe at the end of it, like, you know, you can buy another house or whatever. Uh. But... Um, because there's no longer such crazy low prices and we are paying like what half a million sometimes for a resale flat or a million for a resale flat um, how does that even make sense ah? and and the weirdest thing is right like uh, the government is also kind of pegging the prices of the BTOs to so, sort of like the market value I think that's where it kind of made people think that Hey, if I'm paying so damn much for my flat, I need it has to have value at the end of ninety nine years, huh? The there's there's two different ways of looking at it. So the first way is that a lot of people view HDBs as appreciating assets, which thanks to Gojo Tong, by the way. By by right lah, it shouldn't be. So in any in any um so called this kind of assets, right? What you what you're supposed to how you're supposed to see it is that okay. The amount of usage that I get out of it, right? Like, however, mm. however many mileage that I ring out of this particular piece of asset comes with a cost. So, for example, if I bought a house at 300,000 and then staying at this house for 30 years, I should incur a cost mm. at the end of these 30 yeah. years so that when I sell it, right? Correct. After adjusting for inflation, I should actually receive a loss, which is actually how we view cars. Correct? Yeah. So, secondhand cars are, of course, uh, less valuable. Than brand new cars because you know there is a you, it's been used right same thing by right with houses only very specific um instances right should cause prices to rise so for instance um a new Vintage MRT yeah new MRT has has uh is 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 being built near your place or something like that right mm. so some externalities have to come in 
in order to adjust the prices for your for your house in order for it to go up in an upward trajectory. Can so, I mm. okay, can I give a, like a brief rundown of history or as to why this happened? Sure. So basically when Go Chok Tong in the 90s right when he became the PM, he introduced the asset enhancement scheme lah basically which is like kind of like you know uh treat your your HDB as an asset that you know can help enhance the prices lah basically. And then when Lee Sin Long took over, he continued that policy lah. And you know in 2011, Ma Bao Tan also said that the HDB grows in value over time. Okay, this is just 2011. So now we are in 2018 and our Minister for National Development, Lawrence Wong, uh, has said that only 4% of the houses will be redeveloped. You know, And for the majority of flats, it will be returned to HDB when you know the 99 years is up. Okay, as the, and this is quote, quoted from what he said, as the leases run down, especially towards the tail end, the flat prices will come down correspondingly. So buyers need to do their due diligence and be realistic when buying flats with short leases. This is not the case, however. If you especially if you look at places like Tiong Baru where they put flats that are sixty over years old and they're still selling for like a million fucking dollars. Uh, because of all these people who think that the SERS program is gonna hit Tiong Baru at some point. So that's you see that's the thing, right? It's so it's such a conundrum. On the one hand, they are saying it's an appreciating asset, you know, you can, it can be used as your retirement nest egg, so and so forth. On the other hand, right, they are saying, hey, you know, once it reaches 99 years, nothing's gonna happen. We're gonna, and, it's, and it's just gonna be defaulted back to HDB. And the worst thing is, right, this scheme was kind of sold to kind of old people, right? And, okay, if you got a five room flat, you should sell it, downgrade to a three room, and then with the extra money, you can retire. Yeah, precisely. But no one wants to buy a fucking five room because it's like, what, 40 years already? So that, you see, uh, now, if once 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 they release this piece of information, right, people are gonna wise up eventually. I I I think for the, especially for those like investment people, like for them, speculation is part of their game. The it, it's gonna change everything. A lot of a lot of those old folks who are trying to remove their their houses, right, will not be able to anymore. People are gonna play a wait and see game to see you know what's what's really gonna happen at the end of the nine nine years or uh hear some word from the government. And my opinion, right is that no matter what the government does, right, you'll fuck some people. Like, you'll fuck a, like a big segment of the people. Over. Either you're fucking the buyers over or you're fucking the sellers over. You know, And it and it, it never, it will never fucking stop. Like, this thing, right, is just kicking the can down the road so far and the, 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 if we don't do something about it now, if we don't shift our attitude now, you know, the fist that's coming up our, our assholes, right, the, the fist is going to get bigger and bigger, you know. I just want to ask, uh, for the past three three episodes, I think we keep talking about assholes. Uh, what's this fascination with assholes, seriously? Like, <laughs> taking things up the ass, I why? Think, I think it's because we are all assholes. Except for Jerry, um, who's not an asshole, who's actually a nice guy. Jerry's the nicest of all yeah, of us. So, Angie is the biggest asshole among us. Shut up. I'm the middle asshole, and Dan is the funny asshole. Dan is a dick. Dan is a dick and an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dick that's shaped like an asshole. I don't know how that works, you, but... What? Why do you have a dick-shaped asshole? I don't know how it works, but it, it happens. Okay. How would your poop look like? Okay, so... Like um, a squirt? Okay, never mind. Let's not go there. Okay, uh-huh. do you guys have anything else you want to say about... Uh, I want to propose some alternative solutions, but before we go into that, maybe you guys have some last words regarding you know this, this subject matter that we are talking about. Um... As a relatively new homeowner in a relatively new BTO flat, 
my plans are to maybe just fucking sell the damn thing uh, after 10 years <laughs> and move to a smaller one who's gonna buy it from you yeah precisely so there's actually a lot of uh, um, when uh, Copper One said that there are, they, they, they've built enough flats actually it's not untrue because there are plenty of units that are still not sold in my neighborhood and the funny thing is everyone is just going for a new BTO new BTO new BTO but if you really want to get your flat fast, if you're not looking for, oh yeah, a great location, you know, the investment will go up in price and whatever. If you're just looking for a place to stay, just look around for the for the uh, balanced flats. Plenty of flats out there. Plenty. So um, I'm a little bit skeptical about the idea that the property prices for HDB will be constantly rising. Um, I think it'll be very stagnant for the next decade, maybe. I don't think it... I think it's dropped. Yeah, it, it has slowed down. Definitely slowed down yeah. a lot. Definitely slowed down a lot. So I, I don't, I don't see it as a nest egg to supplement your retirement I mean, anymore. If, let's say you want to sell it at some point, mm. you know, ten years down the road, mm. you would benefit a little bit because you got it through the BTO. Yeah, yeah, of course, quite of course. Subsidized, yeah. so called. But, but after you but factor after in, you, there, you have to buy the next one. Don't we, we? Let's not even talk about the next one yet. After you factor in the stamp duty and the yeah. sales tax and everything, right? The property tax that, that you have to pay mm. upon selling a flat, right? Fucking hell! I don't think you have a lot of money left, man. Yeah, you, you will not have a lot of money left for the next uh, upgrade or downgrade, and and that's not you know a lot of people who who in recent years they change they realize that that, that that's actually quite true and yeah, i mean we've we've all heard about the stories of families who sold the flat for money then they went to live in tents right in east coast really yeah yeah there's what? this one family it was out in the new paper when new paper was still circulating you see like everyone is doing it <laughs> no nah, it's just that there's one or two families uh but i, I also know uh, a friend of mine his uh, parents actually he has a flat in Singapore. So his parents is a Malay family, so they moved to his his dad got a condo in JB. Yeah. So his dad moved to JB and says, you know, hey, life here is better, you know, it's it's cheaper, it's uh everything is uh more relaxed. He visits the dad once in a while, dad comes over once in a while, but he has a place in Singapore. He says, you know, maybe in the future he'll do that as well. When he retires, he may just pack up and move to JB. Yeah, okay, so recently we just bought like an HDB, basically, because otherwise we'd be homeless. I was like in a lot of like angst over it, you know, because we were looking at places around our area because we like where we stay and and it's a matured town. So, you know, prices are high already. After the news of the on block came out and they know that we are getting the money and stuff. Wow, everyone fucking raised the prices by 100k or something, you know. Like, all the property agents were just, like, sitting there and then, like, rubbing their, like, greasy little palms, you know. So, like, I mean, I was very pissed off, but at the same time, it's, like, for... And I I was actually having an argument, like, arguments with my family about where to buy, what to buy. Should we get a condo? Should we get, like, a HDB and things like that? Because everything is just so crazily overpriced, basically. Then my dad went to view a few units and then he saw one that he really liked and he offered for it. And I was like, what, why are you paying this crazy price for this house? And he's like, well, I'm just going to stay in here until I die. And, you know, it will be gone at the end of 99 years. I think that's how my, my dad views it and that's how I have come to view it as well. Yeah, I I mean, honestly speaking, 99 years, right? You're just paying for like your comfort. And I'm not going to be around. I'm not gonna be around another fifty years. <laughs> Let's not even talk about ninety nine. I think the for the HDB situation, right, is more about 
you have this group of people who sort of comes in in the middle, either they buy a resale or whatever, and then they decide to have, let's say, one or two kids. So as their lease is about to run out, then you have to seriously consider, like, what is it that uh, I'm leaving behind and what is it that I'm going to do afterwards if I'm still alive, mm-hmm. you see? So let's say you let's say you're like thirty or forty years old, mm. and you bought a house that's like maybe forty years remaining. Mm. Okay, which is going to be a trend that's going to continue as we age. Yeah, yeah. as we yeah. age, right? Yeah. So it's it's going to happen. You 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 spend all this money into the house, and then after that, the at the end of the ninety nine years, okay, then let's just let's just say that the government just takes it back. Then now you have another problem to worry about. Where am I going to stay? You know, as like I said, life expectancy right is probably only going to go up. And then you may have, let's say, another uh, 10 years to go. That you still have some 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 time left. And then you, you have to consider. And I can't just put you in an old folks' home, right? Mm. Like, wh- how long are you going to be there for? Right, and then um, and then you got to think about your kids as well. Like, what, what are they going to do? You see? So, the we, are, we just, like, keep kicking the bucket down. Like, some, it's, 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 a, it's a game of hot potato. Right? So the hot potato is the HDB. I'm just like tossing it to the next sucker who's willing yeah. to buy it. Mm. And then if I can toss it away and I buy a BTO, then my kids will be better for it. Then you are the sucker with the hot potato. You you go and deal with it. The person with the last hot potato, right? Okay, <laughs> like they suffer immensely. Like they just they are they are just getting con. Uh, this is getting like du- double paying uh, mm. for the houses. You see, and there's gonna be a huge amount of people. You still have to wonder, uh, like you. If it's a 99-year lease, right, then you you have to upfront pay so much uh, for a 99-year lease. This is worse than rental, mm. right? This is worse than, like, if you think about how much you were paying, like, just now, NG, you were saying, like, how much you were paying for rental. Anytime you can terminate the rental and you can yeah. just, like, walk out, right? If I'm going to pay out of pocket for a 99-year-long investment, uh, hey, this is the worst investment ever, you know? Like, no mm. investment agent uh, will ever say, hey, dude, you give me money now, dividends 99 years later, go fuck yourself. Actually, man. right, you know what's even worse? The government has like kind of, uh, okay, right next to my house, right, there's this uh, block of flats, uh, I think meant for elderly people, uh, you know, so when they kind of sell their old HDBs, they can kind of downgrade into this one room or two, I can't remember one or two room flats, right? Uh, and the lease is actually, I think 30 years or 60 years, something like that. It's a very short lease. Uh, so therefore, they can, kind of uh, pay a lower upfront fee for it. So they own it for, say, 30 years or something like that. And then it's it, the, the prices are so-called much lower la, than what you would pay for a BTO or of 99 years. So maybe that's the way, like, you know, you've got a few more years All to right, live. So let me, let me talk about <laughs> some prospective solutions, solutions okay? Yes, um, sure. This one, so far, every, Hit us every, with it. everybody that I've spoken to about, right, is fucking against it. They 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 thought I've I've gone out of my mind. They they they, they were like, no no no, John, you're wrong. You're full of shit. So here's the proposal: transition the HDB, start letting private developers take over in terms of the pub uh, the public housing, and then relegate HDB right to a purely rental only subset of the economy. Of the of the of the housing as uh, housing projects, so HDB just build something and rent it out to that they can prioritize uh, needy families first and then the elderly so on and so forth. But they will never sell. Let the free market take over 
in terms of the housing projects in Singapore. And who's going to say that? Yeah. This one is a very libertarian view. But the, the kicker, right? The kicker is that there needs to be a transition period. So the transition period would be that for a, for a time, we go back to the old ways. Okay, the old ways would be you can only buy... If you buy from HDB, you can only sell back to HDB. That was the at, at one point what HDB was doing. So you can you bought a resale. So for the people, yeah. So there's gonna be a lot of kings and whatever. Okay, there's some people will fall through the cracks. But having said that, right? Like I said, if we don't take the sour pill now, the situation is only gonna get even worse and worse. The further we leave this going on. I mean, there's just no way, there's just no world, right, where it's sustainable for the government to just keep buying back old flats and rebuilding it and then selling it as, as a subsidized rate. The other... And then for the, only for the public to play with the property at free market prices. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but wait, I'm like wait, wait. fucking... So this is your first solution? You said you had a few solutions. No, 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 this is the... I mean, the, the few solutions as in like, we, we have to transition. Uh. We, we cannot know. just, we cannot just upfront... Just say that, oh, you know, let's let the free market play with it. There's no way. Correct? We can't just immediately dissolve the HDB. Mm. HDB is here to stay. But it, it cannot, it can't continue this way, right, for the, for the rest, until the end of time. Actually, my, my question, is, my question here will be, uh, I understand what you're saying that, you know, HDB keeps pumping in money to, uh, to subsidize BTOs and then, Few years later, these prices escalate, and the property owners, the HDB owners, the lease owners, sell it for a profit. And by the end of nine nine years, HDB says, "Oh, okay, we're just gonna take it back, you know, and then we're gonna tear it down, spend public money again, tear it down, uh, and to build, spend public money again to build it up, and then to sell it again to the next generation at a subsidized rate, right?" So, I I think one thing that we we don't know as well is whether or not the HDB is making money from this. Of course according, they are. <laughs> according to them, is the, according to their spreadsheet, is they are making losses. Rubbish. I mean, we just take it at face value, lah. You know why they are make? Okay, never mind. It's difficult to say. I will not implicate myself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, whether or not they make money is a separate thing. If they are making money, right? Then I have to be. Then it's making the problem ever worse still. As an institution for so-called the public good, like, right, you then just, you shouldn't be making profits. If you just think about it, uh, like mm. how much money did the government spend to acquire land back in, uh, from from the villagers, uh, the kampongs, back then, way back when? I don't know. They didn't spend all that much, I think. And basically, the one of the biggest factors in cost, I think, for HDB is also the land price. So the HDB buys the land from SOE, the SOE or something like that. It's basically like left pocket to right pocket, but it, we are kind in of way la, it, in, a way la, in a way. So you I mean the, the reason why we say left pocket, right pocket is because we we uh we tend to say the entire, you know, government is one big entity, you know, but actually the they have a lot of different accounts. Yeah, so so I mean like the, the thing about the land, right, is that land when you acquire it at what cost? And then when you sell Okay, let's say they, they acquired it in the 60s mm. for $10, let's say. Uh, okay, and then now market price of land is say $100. And basically over a 10-year trajectory, right, you earn like $90 or something like that. Let's not count inflation. Uh. <laughs> well, you have to. You have to. Uh, you okay, have but to, yeah. you earn some money, right? But the cost of the land 
basically is static lah. Because you don't have to keep buying it. And, but every time you build like a HDB, that land cost is factored in again and again. No way. Is it? I, I don't think, think it is. So. I don't know. It doesn't... Normally when they calculate things like this, right? I mean... For but let me take this out if this is like completely yeah. wrong. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> for most economists, what they do is yeah. they only calculate so-called the value added at the end of the... Mm. So like, if let's say the... If you were to buy an apple pie, right? Apple um, pie. Then the... What economists calculate, right? Is not, you know, the apple seller to, you know, the apple pie seller. They don't calculate the price of the apples in that transaction. Because if you do that, right? Then whatever you sell you're double counting the apples because mm. the apples are already inside the product. So then what they what they calculate, right, is so-called after all that is said and done, after all the labor, after all the materials, what is the profit that you gain from the apple pie that you sell to, a, to the fella? So that is so-called the value-added portion of it. That is the that that is the one, that whatever thin slice that is, right, the margin or whatever, that is the part of the economy that is counted. I think it's probably the same thing with HDB. At least I imagine it to be like I can't imagine that people in the government will be so incompetent that they get out economic by a fucking liberal arts guy. So it's um I don't think I I I, I on at least on paper lah. Let's let's just give them the benefit of the doubt. HDB is making a loss, and it probably makes sense because once they build the whole thing. Right then, after don't forget, there's the conservancy and all that. Right, all this um is is also constant amount of money. Of course, people so called they pay for it, but don't forget, no, all these are also subsidized, correct? No, I mean when you throw something down your chute, uh, the rubbish chute, right? Somebody gonna go and pick up that rubbish, uh, and then dump it somewhere. All this is money, mm-hmm. correct? No, some somebody has to go and clean the floors and whatever. Actually, it's funny because just before you we started, I was just chatting with Angie about it. And did you guys make bad? Oh, John is just gonna default. <laughs> no, no, we market. didn't. We didn't. No, we didn't talk we, about yeah, you. We we not everything about is about yeah. you, John. We didn't talk about. <laughs> of course, it's of course it is. What the fuck? Are you but but about? here's what's the world doesn't revolve yeah, around I, you. I have a yes and no answer. <laughs> so my yes and no answer is there's only two solutions. One is to do whatever John has mentioned. You mm-hmm. know, transition to a free market. The other is to go the other direction. Completely left. You have to make it socialized. It's Make Fucking it worse. Scum. Yeah, exactly. So you either do you either do a socialist plan or you do a free market plan. There's no in between, and I think HDB is trying to skirt the in between for too long. Isn't that what you do all the time? <laughs> <laughs> that's what? true. What? Skirt the in between plan. But but you're like a in between skirter. But that's the that's Jerry, the thing as yes, well. No, you know? I'm old. I don't know, Theo. But that's that's <laughs> the thing as well. There's there's a lot of nuances as well. So you know, I mean, I I it's very hard for me to take a side lah. Basically, right, like, I think because you are all house owners now, or about to be house owners. Both of us are house owners. Yeah. I mean, Jerry and I. I then, mean, like, uh, then, 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 then it's almost, yeah. I'm not, haha, <laughs> but my dad is. <laughs> but, like, I think, any way you see it, right, there will be the pain of getting something shoved up your butt, like, really. You know, that, that sort of in-between period where we transition to either models, where it either goes fully private, or it goes into, like, the actual... You know, you, if you buy from HDB, you can only sell back the HDB model. People who bought resale are going to be like way fucked lah. So the Not only necessarily if we start now. So if we okay, so the way that we can do it right in terms of selling it back to HDB, 
would be to calculate depreciation into the into the whole mm. thing into the whole equation. If you can calculate de- depreciation, uh, depreciation, right, then at least it will be a more fair system. Then therefore, the HDB right will also have a better time coping with the subsidized rates of the next phase of their plan. Mm. So that means we in- instead of doing SERS as though um, they are private buyers trying to you know make everybody happy, they should conduct SERS as though is um is a like the like a land grab exercise i guess so i will just buy it back from you at this particular rate given however much x years there's left and then after that right uh you will get a pound for pound subsidy of your next flat you know in this other area that we have built so at least on the balance sheet right we sort of have a net neutral where we don't incur losses along the way but then of course that creates a lot of problem in terms of like okay then what I can if I can't sell my house to them, why am I buying it? So that's why we need to have a transition period to um transition all of this right to a private private developers. Actually, private developers wouldn't be such a bad thing either. They can do one is you know what most private land are being uh, how private lands are being developed now. Instead of doing like condos or whatever, just do like you know three room, four room, five room. There, Flats, there right? was a DBSS scheme several years ago, but I want to go back to whatever you were saying just now about doing it as a land grab exercise, because the government, the SLA, do they do have a provision in place for if they really need land, they will they will take it not by force lah, but they will take it. You know, it is by force. Yeah, with their reasoning, with their reason, they will give you they will give you money. Reasoning I, I, is also by force. I, I disagree with your reasoning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the reasoning. Uh, yes, I mean, yes. yeah. There's but, no. <laughs> okay, look, look at the, the most recent. Uh, Even the, if you have a reason, it doesn't take out the force that they used to. The take most it recent one, right? I mean, they, they take it by force in in the legal sense. They're not gonna like, kick your daughter. But the thing is, okay. <laughs> wait, wait, let, 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 let me let me let me explain. This, let me explain this, Jerry. Okay. I don't think you understand. <laughs> How government works. <laughs> let me explain this. Let me explain this. I, they, they, they do have this system in place. When they need the land, they will they will obviously they'll relocate you. Like for example, Rochester Center. Mm. Right? Most of the residents in Rochester Center actually got relocated to uh Kalang Tri Vista, which is a, a new HDB flat next to the Kalang MRT station. Yeah. Right. I mean I, I know because I was looking at that flat, but it was it's you know, like ridiculously expensive. You know, level three four room flat is more than half a million. Yeah. All right. So, but why is it so expensive? Location, location. is really good. Yeah. Location is. But it's an it's HDB. A like hundred meters away from. It's a fucking HDB. MRT, and well, if you live in a higher unit, the the view is amazing. For now, uh, for, for now, for now, until they build something that blocks your view, and no, but I think LL. they won't. But I think they won't. And in that area, gone is your uh, five me- uh, half a million view. 100 meters statue of Lee Kuan Yew. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's not bad, you know. Python. Actually, that might raise that might raise value. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I think so. You're in Singapore, John. What the fuck are you thinking? But your view will be blocked. Yeah, <laughs> but you would be looking at Lee Kuan Yew every morning. Maybe you want to cut this out. Noon and night. Have 100 meters statue of Chan Chun Sing. Maybe the value will drop. We will not cut that out. No, we're gonna get you in trouble, Terry. <laughs> You're never gonna work for another government agency. Once you ever. build it, right? Like I think it will go fall to like what twenty percent of the price because no one wants to fucking wake up to see Chan Chun Sing's face. I think only God you feel that way. Uh, Are you kidding? Everyone hates Chan Chun Sing, okay? Not, everybody. Not everyone. Not everyone. Not everyone, no. yeah. everyone hates the thought of Chan Chun Sing being the next PM. Okay, that might be true. That might be true. I mean, he is a funny guy. He's not funny. <laughs> he 
is not funny. <laughs> it makes me so angry. <laughs> oh god. Okay, please somebody like reduce the volume on that. I got a bit upset. <laughs> okay, so Angie, I thought you would you would be the most um violent opponent to my proposed solution. Why would I? I don't know. I I, I feel like every time I talk about the free market, right? You just like ah, fuck, fuck the free market. I don't think so. During the discrimination episode, I wasn't fuck the free market. We didn't barely talk about the free market. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think that some things can be free market. Some things should not. But then, like for this case, right? I am not opposed to it. The here's the thing, right? I think what most people's objections are is that the HDB is meant to be like what NG said at the very very beginning is that it's meant to be a public good. Mm. It's meant to. Ensure that every Singaporean has a has a roof over their heads, at least in a affordable sense, lah, or as affordable as it can be. the 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 problem with this uh, line of thinking, right, is that it has been twisted and perverted to a point where it's unrecognizable already. It's like what you said, right? So, a house at Gala, a four room flat in, at the level three, has become half a million dollars in value. Even if you take in the location, the you know proximity to MRT, don't you think that half a million? For a 99-year flat, there's supposed to be a public good, so-called subsidized by the government. It's a bit excessive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for sure. And it, it's not just there. Right? Like, you remember the, the Clementi, the BTO? Like, mm. that one was like 17 times the, the demand yeah. in terms of the supply, yeah. uh, in contrast to the supply. So for every unit in, in the Clementi... Like 20 applicants yeah, or something. 17 to 20 applicants. So then the... The houses there were fucking incredibly expensive as well, like a five room. Exactly. So that's the thing, because why is HDB going according to market prices? And why are they deciding? I don't know if they are going according to market prices, but I guarantee you, if it was actual market price, it would not be that price. It would be even crazier. Yeah, but I mean, they they peg it to the market price at a certain percentage, I think. It's still subsidized. That's the thing. It's still subsidized, but not at the level, right? in which everybody thinks of. Yeah. And so you combine this factor with another factor, which is SERS. So the, the mentality is that, okay, it's a good investment. I pay half a million dollars for for a uh, form flat at Kalang. And then 10 years or 20 years later, right, I can sell it for, you know, double the value or whatever. And then the, the next person will pick up the tab happily because they imagine, oh, at the, closer to the end of the 99 years lease, government will buy back from me. You see, so then therefore I'm happy to just buy it so that you know it becomes an appreciating asset in the future. So you you we keep going down this line, okay? Where like I said, we are we're paying a subsidized rate and selling it at market rate. We keep going 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 down, going down, going down. When is it gonna end? Somebody will have to pick up the final tap, right? Whoever that person is, right? We all suffer, either it's government or private individual. So it's the public good aspect of it, right, has been perverted already. It's twisted beyond There's recognition. There's no such thing anymore. Yeah. So it's, like I said, the, the old days of the HDB, right, where you can only buy and sell to HDB was probably a more reasonable uh, solution then. But of course, it, create, it will create new sets of problems. Lah. This, this, this model won't work either. Hence, the free market comes in, okay, tries his best to sort all this shit out and then at least we can sort of have a reasonable expectation right of what is it that we're going to expect at the end of the 99 years there has to be open and complete transparency ma. 
if let's say I buy and then 99 years it just evaporates the government takes it back okay then we can price it accordingly right now then we then we can say okay I buy it now at this price in 10 years time right when I sell I cannot expect to meet the the profit already so I have to plan my financial capacity accordingly not through some imaginary scenario right that the government has created through its silence no I think like the most important thing is to not think of your HDB flat as an asset or as an investment lah basically this thing that people still do and then it's because of something that Go Chok Tong said many many years ago Go Chok Tong is dead no okay no not yet he's no, no he's not, not dead yet okay, he's still but alive. he is almost dead please don't fake news so yeah cut this out sorry <laughs> 100 meters <laughs> 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 no but I mean like so yeah. the, you see that's the thing right like we are we, the government has created this narrative through its silence like they're not saying anything about it other they, than I mean they've already kind of said something Lawrence Wong yeah and then no matter what they say now right things are no one's gonna worse. believe it no one wants to believe it that's the worst thing they've okay. already said like don't do this and don't buy your houses at crazy prices right but people still do it and so why? I, I think another thing that we need to look at is also not just the idea that HDB is providing uh, housing for everyone. It's also a, a social social engineering, one of the social engineering aspects of mm. Singapore, you know. Yep. Um, the, well, I think one of the reasons why HDB works out for them, regardless of the cost and the losses or profits, is because... HDB is probably because 85% of people live in HDB so you have a very very wide social strata mm. you have people f- from the lower middle income all the way to the high you know the lower high income right so so there are a lot of I, I mean I got I got neighbors who's, who live in four room flats and have two cars like fucking who has two cars in a HDB flat right one for the wife one for the husband they don't have kids they have two dogs so um <laughs> Expen- expensive dogs. Super anecdotal, sir. This expensive one. dogs. Okay, yeah. Okay, so I mean, my. I no, mean, but don't 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 forget. You know, like the the government has also limits on who can buy the HDB. For example, if your combined income is over like what ten or twelve k, you can't buy an HDB. And then, um, of course, you've got the DBSS or ECs for the next tier up. And then, uh, if you still don't qualify, you have to buy a condo, lah. Right or or private housing. I mean, there are. But actually, to be perfectly frank, right, this salary cap thing uh, is just a game that most people can yeah, get. Yeah, people around. just take six months off and then say, oh, you know, yeah. like, oh, uh, my wife is not working, so we only have one income. Mo- you know, like most of the time, is business owners as well where they can split their income, right? Yeah, they can fudge the numbers. Yeah. There's a personal income and then there's the dividend. So, dividends, right, only comes at the end of the year and then you can always, you know, like... Park it there. Like, yeah, you can just sort of like scrub it with a whole bunch of expenses that you don't incur things like that la. so basically all, all in all right, it's not a particularly robust system either mm. um, I mean the, the, people always game the system like I, like I know I know a guy who earns like um, close to a million dollars and he, he lives in a HDB yeah yeah. so it, it's not I mean the rules are there but you can game the system yeah, of precisely. course always so, you can do that but I'm just saying that the so-called government no it's not what I mean so-called government the government has put some sort of rules in place so it's, it's one of those things I mean if you look at it from uh, from all angles right it, for them it's also one of those hey you know we have all the all the social groups and all the ethnicities living together and it's great for the harmony of the country they may not want to change. They may they may just, like you say, kick the can further down the road. You know, just 
not rock the boat right now. There's no reason why the existing rules and regulations right can't be in place for the private market as well. Given that if they want to make money right, then mm. they have to play by the government's rules. You know, almost every so like if basically they can run it like a bit like those SOE types are. So you know, the government has a hand in it, and then we just institute a certain amount of rules. You can you can earn some money, then okay already. You know, so that I don't see that uh the government with in in all its might right now, right, suddenly not being able to control you know the the private developers just because the HDB is uh relegated to a smaller role. So I I suppose I suppose now by now we are sort of like speaking in circles already. So yep, essentially that's it. That's that's the that's the solution I have. I don't know whether it'll work or not. For people I spoke to seem to have violent objections to to it. Because you're homeowners. <laughs> yeah, I think anyone who's a homeowner will feel that really strongly, like yeah. that the whole like um, instinctive "fuck you" kind of reaction. Yeah, yeah. Maybe because I don't have one because I don't own anything. Yeah, I think yeah. homeowners yeah. Are, are gonna be more against it because they're like, "What the, what the hell? What the hell?" But do you, you mean? know, I when I bought my house, right? Like mm. I really have in mind that when I do sell it, right. I'm not going to make any money at all. That's, when, that's the that's the thing about buying resale. You know, like, for me, it's resale. That that's kind of like my dad's mindset as well, uh, Because we we did pay a ridiculous price for like our car, the next flat that we were going to move into, and I was like having like a very long conversation with him, and he's like, "Well, it doesn't really matter, right? Like, you know, because I and and he was actually one of the reasons we were." Arguing was also because of the length of stay. In, I mean, how many years the flat has left. Mm. So I was looking at places with about 30 plus, 35 years. And he wanted something that is slightly uh, not so old. La, that, that's less old. And I said, well, it doesn't matter. What, we're just going to stay there. You know, uh, and, and, but he wanted to leave it for us. You know, he wanted to leave like an like a asset or something for us at the end of the whole right, thing. Right. And I said, with yeah, no, I yeah. said, and, and I told him, like, it's not your duty to leave anything for me. As an adult, I should be able to afford my own house. <laughs> like, regardless of whether you help me or not. That, la, that's another you know? thing. I think most Asian parents will, will be like, you know, there'll be uh, Western, very Western parents will be thinking, what can I leave for my children after I'm gone? Yeah. So the 99 year lease thing kind of runs against that grain. Mm. But then a lot of Asian parents will be, what the hell, man? You should be fucking moving out of your own home, you know, making your own fortune. You shouldn't be waiting for me to leave you anything, you know. Whatever I leave you is, you're lucky to have. Huh? Isn't that the opposite? I think you got it backwards. Is the Asian parents want to leave things, right? No. My parents would. My parents are like. Oh, because no, you got go five away, kids, go uh, away. Uh, We only have two. <laughs> like even my mom was also yeah. uh, contemplating like how are we gonna like we had, we have this discussion before la, You mm, know, because yeah. as, as they get older, then after that, and especially um, like my brother is in the UK and all mm. that. So the like how we go, how we gonna split the asset is gonna be a bit tricky. Everything goes to John. <laughs> John, you're such yeah. an asshole. <laughs> Jeez. Because uh, because I'm the I'm yeah. the one that's nicest to my mom. Because no, 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 I'm no. here and you're not. <laughs> it's funny Who's also because I got a I got a friend I got a friend who lives downstairs to me to me uh in my uh old my mom's place. Alright, it's a childhood friend. And recently he he said that you know he talked to his parents and he's like, hey, why don't I buy over? I'm hitting thirty five. Why don't I buy buy over the flat from you guys? You know, mm-hmm. and then I I take over the mon- I take over the the flat. You guys take the money. 
you can you can go and do whatever you want. You know, you can reinvest in your younger brother, so you can go and buy a new place. Up to you guys. I like this place. I want to pay for it. Actually, another neighbor of mine also did. <coughs> and another neighbor of mine living a few floors up also also did that. He paid his uh his pay is that something like seven hundred thousand for a five room. And uh, the dad just took the money to do other things. Like they bought a condo to reinvest or something. So so this friend, he has two younger brothers. The second brother is actually quite okay with the idea. Like, you know, yeah, okay. If you buy the flat, that's fine. You know, you, you take over the, the, the flat, you know, mom Spoiler and dad. Spoiler alert, we know who the bum in the family is. But who? Your th- the third brother. <laughs> no, but the third brother is not a bum. The third brother is actually very calculative. He was very... My friend was is the eldest. He's very pissed off because the third brother came in and said, no, I don't want you to buy over the flat because when parents die, we're, they're going to split the flat, you know, whatever sales that, that came from the flat to uh, evenly three ways, right? So then the question is, what the fuck? Don't you understand the situation? The flat is over 35 years old. You... If... This is not the point to sell, you know, every time, any anything after 39 years, 40 years onwards, right, the flat will start depreciating in value. So, do they have to pay market prices? Or right now, yes. It's, we're getting very close to 40 years. No, I mean like, let's say if you are a parent, you're selling to your kid, right? Uh, and say, let's say the market value of the flat is 300k. Can your kid like say, oh, I offer 200k and yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> can, 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 oh, can. Okay. Yeah, but... But my my friend, both those friends who wanted to buy the flat from their parents, mm. wanted to offer at market rates mm. because they feel that you know it is my duty as a child yeah. to provide something for my parents as well. Yeah. And at the same time, I want to take over the flat because mm. I want a place to stay in. I like this neighborhood. I don't want to yeah. move. So so the the younger brother is like, no, I want I want mom and dad to keep the flat so when they die they can what pass it. You know? It's like what the fucker are you are you thinking straight? Ah, he's the bummer. He actually has a job and, you know, he makes his own he money. He just wants, like, he wants, inheritance. He wants la. free money. Yeah, he just wants the inheritance. But the, the, the point is, you know, it you you can also negotiate your parents. Like, hey, why, you know, doesn't mean that the parents are going to not spend that money on something else and, and end up mm. not giving him inheritance. Why negotiate? You, know? you can just wait. Maybe he's going to... Beast gonna poison his parents. I don't know. No shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, we gotta cut this out. Slander. <laughs> but he didn't name anybody. It's fine. Okay, fair. <laughs> Can the person identify themselves just through your description? Tell, tell him maybe, not to maybe, listen to our podcast. Maybe, yeah, he doesn't listen to our podcast, so it's fine. Okay, yeah. fine. Fuck well. that guy then. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the third kid. He's always the third. He's always the youngest. He's always, always fucked up. Yeah, Sorry. just like Jerry. Hey, youngest. <laughs> Thanks, lah. Jerry went through a trial fire. You're the only boy, right? I'm the only boy. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't know how you survived that also. <laughs> So the, the 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 I got a new cat at home. There, there's a lot of hissing. So that's like my sister's back in the day. <laughs> I do wonder what would happen if I grew up with a sister instead of a brother, though. Probably get more fucked up than you are now. <laughs> I don't know, man. Do we have a magical moment? I don't know. Angie, do you have a magical moment? Uh, I would like a magical moment with no things up assholes. <laughs> okay, let me think about it. Alright, here's the magical moment. Okay. Do you want a HDB block up your ass? Or do you want a private condo up your ass? I'll take a condo because it's smaller. No, that's just... <laughs> a, that's not for you to answer. Okay, yeah, please. Anyways. Think of a magical moment if you could. If you could name one minister who can come in to solve this problem amongst all of our illustrious MPs and ministers, who would it be? 
，传住心。哈哈哈哈哈哈 ！I also see 传住心。Yeah, let's do that, man. I want、Three、him to、books. get like the shit. Kichu, Kichu. Like、Once if, cheaper HDB is Kichu. Like if you ever want to see the opposition succeed, <laughs> just get. Actually, right, I, that's what I'm hoping. Eh, you know, once he becomes the PM, if he ever, be, actually, I don't think he will become PM. Actually, it seems like I think he's being sidelined already. Yeah, listen long, my my have taken like, listen crit- to the people, Mister Lee. All the criticism to high, and then now it's like, oh, you know, Bill. I didn't even see him anywhere during the anywhere near the Trump Kim. So, uh, so I guess this is all going to be out of the. No,、podcast. this is in. What do you mean out? Why do you have to cut this out? All right, I guess that's it.、Uh, thank you everyone for listening to the Long Kang Kiris. Please look out for all our social media. Like us, comment us, hate us, tell us we suck. By the way, drinking beer makes Angie queer. If you ever want to know the story about that, oh, oh yeah, and if you have any.、Uh, If you have any good solutions for HDB, let us know in the comments below. If you ever want to know the Angie story, put it in the comments Shut below. Shut up, John. <laughs>、we'll、Shut、Angie、the fuck、flow. up, John. We、we'll、get Angie to spill the beans. So fucking annoying. Oh, she spilled a lot of beans, did it? Oh yeah,、Jeez. spilled more than beans. I spill everything. Spill everything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. All right. Thanks for listening, and we will see you in our next episode. Peace.